2020. Well into 2020, but welcome. <laughs> yeah. A little late there. It's your host, Jeremy. Well, no, it's your... Yeah. yeah. Who's the... No, we're not. It's your co-hosts. Yeah. There you Jeremy go. and Corey. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Jeremy, how are you? Well, it's 9.19 at night, so I am getting tired. Winding down? Yes, but yeah. I've had plenty of coffee today, so good. I feel pretty good. I'm glad. Corey, what is your favorite food? Oh, good one, huh? That is a You're good gonna get one. Me excited and I'm yep, hungry yep, 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 too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm gonna say. Me too. So, but go ahead. Um, ah, no, yeah, I do. Okay, my my favorite food of all time is ravioli. Whoa. Um, and I'm if I'm if I'm uh, feeling especially like I just I don't know. You know how sometimes you're like. I want pizza, but like I want the greasiest, nastiest, juiciest pizza. Pizza Hut, jalapenos. Yeah, and like just give me the pepperoni. Cra- yes. So if I'm feeling extra that way about ravioli, I get pesto ravioli. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Which you know doesn't make sense at first, but think about it. And actually, we had an like a true Italian explain this to us at an Italian restaurant when I forget it in South Park. And pesto is very, uh, it's very like strong. It's very potent, and ravioli is actually like the most um, I guess like strongly flavored of the pastas because it has um, the majority is actually the filling inside, which is usually also cheese and other types of fillings in there. So pesto and ravioli is a very powerful food. But anyways, uh, ravioli is my favorite food of all so time. So do you make it? Do you go out and get it? I go out and get it. And at Buena Forqueta, that's like the <laughs> best right. Italian restaurant in the world. All right, no questions asked. Yeah. That's it. Um, so Jeremy, what yes, is your favorite food? Okay. Sorry, I'm still new at this. Okay. So, man, this is hard. This is so hard. <laughs> I have so many. You've had this entire time to okay. think about it. I have three. You came up with I a question. I have three. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. okay. Kind of related, though. I love, love, love fish tacos mm. and, like, chips and salsa. Like, just, yeah. I don't know, kind of. Chips and salsa is, like, always good, always mm-hmm. bomb. I also really, and I'm always kind of random, but I feel like it's, like, kind of, like, little oh, no. kiddish of me. I've always loved French fries. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems so basic. Like, those I are love how all of basic so all of your boring answers are, but I've always loved them. Fish tacos, chips and salsa, and fries. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Dude, I went to um, South America when I was in sixth grade with my parents and my sister. Really? And for, like, ten days. And huh. at, I remember vividly at every restaurant we went, I had French fries. I don't know why. <laughs> they're like, oh, every time, they're like, go. why are you getting French fries? Oh, it's yeah, so funny. And, okay, to be honest with you, I've always like prided myself on like good taste in food. And I know I just said Pizza Hut and yeah. like French or whatever. But I think I like good food. But I really love French fries. And you also <laughs> really like bad food. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why, dude. I just... Okay, well, question. What type of fries? And also, like, what are your favorite... Like, where Cajun from? fries from Five Guys. You already oh, know. Oh, dang it. I yes, knew you were sir. Say that. Had it on Sunday, actually. No, I felt jealous. I sent a photo to you and David Trinidad. Yeah, it looked delicious. It was bomb. Uh, I, again, I never said that, in, that Five Guys was bad. I, <laughs> how much I like French fries. I actually made French fries last night for dinner. <laughs> I made burgers and fries, and I put Cajun seasoning on my fries, and it was nice. good. Yeah. I like homemade like potatoes, like peeling potatoes, like legit fries. Wow, bomb. I, you know how to make fries? Yes, sir. Good for you. Not hard, easy. Interesting. I mean, they're not like I'm not like a fryer, just like in the oven, you know. Yeah. So baked, it's a little different, but yeah. Yeah, the Cajun seasoning is clutch. Yep. It's a whole new experience. I feel like I just lost respect from a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that's it. I felt it too. Yeah, dude. I could feel it through okay. the earphones. It's all right. It's all good. That's oh, so funny. Okay. 
Well, thank you for that. That was an excellent question. It's very, very American of me. Huh? Very American. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, wouldn't expect How's anything less. that for less. a segue? <laughs> there you go. Speaking of American, um, what is the American dream? And Get rich or die trying. Oh, actually, I mean, not so far off, right? Um, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about this. Uh, as a lot of my topics and thoughts do nowadays, this idea Twitter, came from Twitter. Yep. Oh, dang it. You even knew it before. Wow, that was good. Uh, but someone was basically talking about, like, what's the new American dream, especially with, uh, like, the world that we live in today with all sorts of, you know, technology. And, and basically the kind of the point that this person was making, which we're not really going to talk about here today, was that, like, with all the advancements in the world today with technology and with, uh, especially with how well things are going, especially in America today, like, what more could you want essentially? And like who, who almost like who doesn't have the American dream? Like what's the next American dream? Mm-hmm. But anyways, it got me thinking, what is the American dream? And especially how does that relate to uh, a Christian and what is kind of a, a biblical perspective of the American dream? Um, so yeah, that's what I want to chat about. Today. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. When, when you think about the American dream, what do you think about besides, uh, what was it? Um, no get rich or die trying. Oh. <laughs> that, that's, I think it's from Fifty Cent, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure it is. 50 Cent. Um, I'm pretty sure that's like an album name of his. <laughs> yep. Um, I think, <clears throat> I think of like prosperity and like, um, yeah, prosperity. I think of, I I, I know the American dream like originated with like just the, the opportunity for freedom and like um, pursuing like what you want to do. But uh, I think it's, we'll talk about how it's like morphed and changed, but hmm. uh, I think of like prosperity and um, not like luxury, not like, you know, being rich, but I, I just think of, yeah, like freedom and pros- prosperity and like doing what you would like to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely good. So um, to kind of counter this a little bit, I read a few years back, and I've always, I've always referenced it to people, and it's one of my favorite books still. In fact, I should put it on my reread list for 2020 here. But um, it's a book called Radical by David Platt. He's a really smart guy. Um, and it's essentially a book challenging the notion of the American dream. Uh, now, with pretty much all books, you have to kind of be controversial, take a stance, be kind of more extreme in a lot of your points. Cause otherwise, the books don't sell, and it's not a very interesting read. Um, so I think that there's some of that in this book and that it's maybe a little bit, uh, extreme or unnecessarily, uh, on one side or the other in some respects, but I think that as a whole, the concept is really interesting. Um, so he says, do we really believe Jesus is worth abandoning everything for? Um, do you and I really believe that Jesus is so good, so satisfying and so rewarding that we will leave all we have and all we own, all we are in order to find our fullness in him and as christians living in a very comfortable you know western world having our best life now with tons of opportunity in front of us uh it's really appealing right you want to just go and grasp it go and attain it um after all god gives good gifts to those who love him wouldn't it include a big house a big backyard a big state-of-the-art church facility a big latte and maybe a lot of money in the bank account while none of this is inherently wrong um Platt wonders if we are settling for a Christianity that involves, uh, or sorry, settling for a Christianity that revolves around catering to ourselves when the central message of Christianity is actually about abandoning ourselves. Um, And so in this book, he kind of seeks to remind us maybe that uh, the gospel is calling us to lay down ourselves, lay down 
parts of or the entire American dream um, and that we're called to spend our lives on others rather than ourselves. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was talking with a friend a few months ago and um, man, I can't remember what the prompt was. Basically what he said was like, uh, like to him, like really all he cares about is like serving, loving Jesus, Jesus and his family. Like, and that's all he thinks about and like goes after. He doesn't think mm. about um, like having money to survive or how to, you know, have a business or whatever it is. And, um, and it got me thinking because um, like in, in his, in his order of things, it's Jesus family and like then like practical parts of life, you know, and the way my mind naturally works would probably put the practical things ahead of Jesus family, that kind of stuff. And um, that's how my mind works. Like I just, I think like in a more practical sense, right. I would assume you probably would too. Not saying like those, I think subconsciously, yeah, yeah, and then I'm not saying that like in my mind like that's more important in my family or God, but like that's how my mind like operates and works. And so when I read this, I was like, it is challenging for sure. Like yeah. thinking of like I think for me it kind of had me thinking like, okay, what what is important? Why is it important? And is that more fulfilling um, and satisfying like than what Jesus has to offer? Hmm. Yeah. So want to preface this again? I probably should have before, but. Uh, I'm not making a statement in any way or trying to be prescriptive of here's what's right or wrong or black and white, but more again, to get your thoughts going and to uh, just propose a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of get in front of you and see what you think, you know, because it's kind of a tension that all of us face, no matter, no matter even, you know, what country we live in or what our kind of economic conditions are. Um, but it's, it's me versus others, right? Do I live for myself or do I live for others? Um, and I think the, the, the real answer, the truth lies somewhere in between as a lot of things do. Most things are kind of gray. They're not black and white. Um, you know, because truly living for yourself would actually be hard to do in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, like if I only live for myself, then I probably wouldn't have uh, a family or kids. I wouldn't give to anyone else at all for anything. Uh, and the reality is that like, um, even the most self selfish people, give away a lot of the money and, uh, and help a lot of the people or, or even have families, you know, like even the most terrible people have families and kids. So like you can't only live for yourself mm-hmm. on the other end of the spectrum though. Um, living your life for others, like you said, uh, there are some people who don't think about themselves at all or who don't, um, see the terminology is hard here because like live for yourself doesn't necessarily mean like try to get rich or be successful or be famous. Like it could mean, a yeah. whole number of things even in between there. But again, all that to say, there is this tension here between selfishness and unselfishness and living for yourself, not living for yourself. Um, and uh, and we all live our lives for others in other respects too and that we have family, we have friends, we have the local church, we have things that we fund or help with or even care about in some way. We give our time in some ways, right? Um, and so kind of where's the balance, right? And, and how do we, with this information and with this thought here of like, let's not only live for ourselves, let's not only live for our others, what do we do with this essentially? Yeah, I thought about it. I think um, like the American dream again itself, like um, I don't think it's bad. Like I don't think like if, if you like um, like desire um, like prosperity, if you desire to be successful, if you desire like the freedom in your schedule and time or whatever, like I don't think that's bad. I think, I think the issue that it comes down to is, I think, and it, with anything really, but I think specifically with this, 
I think it can easily be like idolatry. You can easily let this mm. be something to where like this is what you have your mind set on. Uh, you know, you, you think of all the things that are going to come with the American dream and that's what you're going after. And if that's like all you have your mind set on, like you, you, you probably will, you may get it. You probably will. But and when you do, you, I'm sure you will be like let down and disappointed and unfulfilled. So I think like that's kind of where lies the issue when it becomes like this idol, like this trophy on the hill that I'm trying to get. And when I get it, like then I've made it, you know? Yeah. And like, it's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, you know, every means is justified for the end. Um, you know, traditionally, uh, or I guess like technically the American dream is a belief that anyone, regardless of where they were born or what class they were born into, who their parents were, can attain their own version of success in a society with uh, upward mobility um, and that's possible for everyone, right? It's not just possible for some people, it's possible for everyone. Um, And that the American dream is achieved through sacrifices, risk-taking, and hard work rather than by chance um, or by lineage, right? Um, Essentially, it's it's kind of the, the freedom to do what you want. And like all that, forms, that's where it started. Yeah, that that's that's where uh, it, the, yeah, the it began. Yeah. That's the heart of it, essentially the spirit of it. Um, Which and, is something to be like super like admire. Like that's I'm like yeah yeah it's like a good good thing. I mean, even think like I always think about on uh, and I'm kind of reminded of it usually on July Fourth, but like the fact I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but like the fact that like this is a new country and like people fought and like kicked out. Uh, the Britons, sorry, Brits, but um, like we, like they warred and they fought to create a country. And they're like, hey, this whole new, huge, basically like half the continent, now we're going to establish as our own and this is our country. And then we're going to do this because of freedom, because of the ability for anyone with hard work, with, uh, with the right opportunities, can have their own version of success. Like, that was a really novel concept. Mm-hmm. And it's also a really, like I said, admirable idea too, that anyone can make what they want of their lives in this place, in this society. Yeah. I think a big reason why, I think why it's morphed into something more than that is because like um, people like grown, like li- people who were born into like this country, like for me and you, like that's normal to me. Like it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even right. think about like people in other places like really don't have like that as an option. For us, it's just like super normal. And so I think like, at some point, like it just became like the f- the freedom and like the the um like the ability to do whatever you want like with hard work and whatnot like it's it's so easily accessible that at some point it became like really not enough like because everyone has it so then it's like what's the next like level up right what's the what is the like um like more intense version of this like the greater you know the greater thing to achieve yeah yeah I, and um, there's an old saying it goes something like uh you know what gets re- rewarded gets gamed in other words like if there's an incentive or something to be achieved, like uh, over time, people will find ways to cheat the system and to attain that in maybe unethical ways. So, you know, as with all forms of freedom, including the free will that God gives us, right, it can be both a blessing and a curse because if if it wasn't freedom, then we wouldn't have the ability to choose, Mm -hmm. right? We'd just be stuck in our own ways. Um, And uh, and so like I said, maybe over time, maybe because people become uh, desensitized to it or they become entitled to it or become maybe just becomes normal. Right. And because other people are gaming the system or trying to get ahead. um, It seems like at some point, maybe it's subconsciously, maybe it was consciously uh, it stopped becoming about achieving freedom. And now it's about kind of this, this, uh, this picture of overabundance. Um, 
you know, it's about how can I get rich? How can I get famous? How can I, uh, how can I scrape and claw my way up to the top, um, with no expense of mm-hmm. others? You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of about, um, who can, I don't know, who can be the best almost. It's like, there's no even like winners or losers. It's just like who can be at the top and have the biggest ego yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And whether that's through your retirement of like self-indulgence, whether that's through your bank account, whether that's through your status and your recognition. Um, I think, you know, when, when people think about the American dream uh, now, I think that that's what a lot of people are chasing. You know, even if I look at myself sometimes, I'm like, what am I striving f- towards? And what am I, what do I really care about? I have to put myself in check of like, it's not just about making a living. It's not just about retiring. It's not just about um, getting a bigger house, like you said, or, or, or making more money there's a larger thing here at play that you have to recognize. Yeah. I mean, when I, I started thinking through this topic, that's where I was at too. Like, okay, like where, where am I at? Like, what am I, what is important to me? Like, and you know, and not just what I say is important, but like, what is like the, like the fruit of my life? Like, where's my time going? Like, what is it, what is it saying that what that's important to me? And what, like, what am I putting at that like trophy on the hill? Like, what is it that I'm trying to go after? And I was thinking like, like why am I do, mm-hmm. am I doing this? You know, like so I think identifying like what is important, but also like is it like, th- thinking that through? Is it really important to you? Kind of like we talked about that episode on consistency, like thinking through like your your why as to what you're doing. Like why are you trying to develop certain habits? Like are they important and whatever? Like with this, like your American dream, like your whatever you're shooting for. Like you know what is it and like why? Mm. Yeah, in the book, uh, it's coming back to me a little bit, but he. Um, he talks about how sometimes we can almost take the, uh, I guess like the teachings and like what's rewarded in society as gospel almost of like, you know, you go to school so that you can get into college and then you get good grades in college so you can get a good job and you get a good job so that you can make lots of money and get rich and or retire or become famous. And like, that's what people do. And like, this is how the world Mm -hmm. works. This is the right thing to do. And this is how we want you to live. And no one ever questions like, is this how God wants me to live? Or is this God's will for me? Or is this, uh, is this the way that God wants things to be, especially for me? Right. And so in, in the book radically, he kind of talks about this idea of like, um, not just, uh, I guess like fighting back from like the evils, but like also fighting back from like, um, maybe like the quote unquote goods, that are maybe holding you back in some ways, right? You, you have to challenge even things that are uh, taught to you at a really young age, right? And mm-hmm. that seem right at face value. Yeah. And, and there's a lot there to uncover, but first um, Corinthians 10, 23 says, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. You know, I think that's really kind of sums up maybe like, what, what do we do with this idea of the American dream? Like, where do we go from here? So sure, you know, getting a good job, being able to retire, getting rich, being famous are all good things, right? They're not inherently bad. There's nothing inherently wrong with any of those things, but are they profitable? Um, or maybe a better, better question, are they being used profitably, right? Are you doing those things for the right reasons? Um, and, uh, you know, so again, my, my challenge to you and, and to the, re- and to the listeners is just to think about like, I don't know, what's your American dream? And what are the things that maybe you take as gospel that the that the school teaches, that people around you teach, that your parents teach, 
um, that you really need to think about and, and think like, is this God's will for me? Um, and uh, is this profitable, right? Not just is this lawful, is this okay, but is this actually um, moving the kingdom forward and is this actually helping other people rather than myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thought I had was like, um, like, let's say like you identify what it is that you're dreaming for that you're wanting and let's say you get that, like you achieve it. Like, like then what? Like what does that mean for you? Like um, do you just kind of um, like collapse into this mindset of, okay, like I made it, feet up, like chilling now, right? Or or does that does that mean, okay, well now you have the freedom to explore new new ideas or to mm. um, maybe spend your time doing things that you would rather, you know, like they're more meaningful to you. Because yeah. I think like if your American dream is to make a lot of money and to do nothing, well, for sure you're going to find like, right. I, I'm, I'm not there. I don't know, but I'm assume for sure you're going to be disappointed and like, it's going to yeah. be you know, not fulfilling. Um, if your goal is to, uh, you know, choose, um, uh, to be free just from, you know, not have like financial burden, you're, you know, you can spend your time how you please. Okay. Well then maybe you can, you know, put your time into more meaningful things besides mm-hmm. your, you know, your, your job or whatnot. Yeah. Which I, I think is a good segue to kind of, um, like uh like the, i guess the positive side of of if you do achieve your american dream like what does that allow for you to do you yeah know? yeah so i mean i think that uh, a biblical perspective on the american dream um is that achieving it allows you to do a couple of things maybe and i, I was really intentional about this but uh allows you to do a couple of things extra well not it's not that they're impossible without them but you can do these things extra well that are really unique in the world today and that is you know, that you can spend your time on things that are edifying and helpful and meaningful. Not that just are, um, you know, you do them because of obligation or because you need to make money to survive or you do them um, because they're normal or they're traditional, they're conventional. Also, you can give generously and help others in need. You know, we need to go back and do another uh, finances episode because I'm not not, uh, fresh on my stats here. But I'm pretty sure that even though, you know, a lot of people are achieving the American dream and, and America for sure. You know, the United States is a very wealthy nation. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, right? And um, a lot of people are in a lot of debt or in really hard places or really lacking money, right? And if you can be generous and help others, like you are cream of the crop, like you are exceptional in a lot of ways. Um, also, you can raise disciples in your family, meaning uh, you can edify your spouse, you know, your wife, your husband, if you're a lady listening, as well as your kids, right? And I think that's one of the things that really goes overlooked um, for a lot of people is, you know, they'll work late nights, they'll work weekends, they'll travel, they'll go places, and they'll miss their kids' entire lives, which is like their first calling, their first ministry, right, is your family. Mm-hmm. And that sucks, right? It doesn't matter how much money you make or how great uh, of status you achieve or even how many things you do well in your job if your kids, um, if you didn't disciple your, your kids yeah. right the right way. Um, and that's a big one for me, right? I mean, I would love to be able to homeschool you know, my kids, spend a lot more time with my kids, travel with my kids, teach them personally, right? Instead of someone else having to do a lot of that, like really be like an active uh, father. So I mean, that's kind of what the American dream means a lot for me is just being able to spend a lot more time with family and not just in a like, we're just going to play around, but like, have an active part in teaching and raising and discipling kids as well. Um, and then as well as having a global impact, you know, just going outside of your local church, your local community and extending that into other cities, other countries, um, other parts of the world that can really use uh, your time and your money. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's, it's something to think about. Um, I think, like, this prompt, like, should cause you to kind of reflect and think about, like, okay, you may not have, you may not have not thought about your American dream, whatever, but if you do, like, you should, I guess, reconsider, like, I guess the why behind it and, mm-hmm. and what are you really going after. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there to unpack. Um, so, any more, anything else you want to go through? No, I think that's it. I think we'll leave you there just to kind of challenge it and think about it. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know. I mean, feel free to email us and challenge us on any things that we that we think and we say. We'd love to hear what your American dream is and kind of what that means to you. Um, Jeremy, anything else from you? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, we will see you in the next one. Good night. Good night.